like to invite you to a soul level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guest's spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. Jody Soland is here today with us for Song of the Soul, and that is a reason to rejoice. I'm sure that, like me, you'll connect with Jody on many levels. The beauty of her music, the many gifts in the messages of her songs, and the generosity of her spirit. Her latest CD is called Spirit Speak to Me, and you should get ready for that same spirit to speak to you through her music. Having endured and grown through a stretch of years of adversity in terms of multiple illnesses and complications topped off by a serious car accident, Jody came out the other end changed, and that in a beautiful and inspirational way. Jody Soland joins us by phone from Ohio. Jody, thanks so much for joining me for Song of the Soul. Thanks so much. It's great to be here with you, and I appreciate you having me on your show today. I'm really happy to be meeting with you. It seems like you're a harbinger of springs. The warm temperatures have arrived here in Wisconsin. How's it down there in Ohio? Well, today it's beautiful, and I plan to sit out on the porch with my guitar and write a new song while the sun's shining. Do you do a lot of songwriting? Is this a daily discipline for you? Yes, it is. I write pretty much every day. If I have a client that I'm writing for, of course, I would have a deadline that's coming up. But I generally set aside time to write, and I also write very spontaneously, you know, in the shower, driving the car, doing the dishes, and, you know, times that aren't planned. Well, why don't you give us an example of your music so we can get an idea of what comes through the heart and mind of Jody Soland? Okay. The first song that I would talk about the process, I think that is such an open process and will lead us right into this, is the song Spirit Speak to Me, because that is my process of writing. That song comes from an experience as a child where I grew up in Pennsylvania, beautiful area, Pennsylvania, St. Mary's, lots of woods, lots of hills, and I was one of eight kids, and we didn't have a lot of money. But what we did have was the woods, and we had a camp in the woods. And we would go there, and we would all just play freely in the woods. And I found a little sacred spot of my own, and I went there to just sit and be in nature. And just little miracles happened all the time there. And I could think, and I could, I felt like I connected with spirit. And I was very open, and I sang at a very early age, very young, six, seven years old, always singing. And at 13, became a professional singer. So that was my little sacred place to rehearse my songs. 
Wait a minute. You said at the age of 13 became a professional singer. What were you doing at 13? Did your family rent you out? <laughs> well, I come from a family where both sides are very musical. My mother's side, one of 12 children, everyone played an instrument. So we were always around music. On my father's side, there was tons of music, and my grandfather was a horn player in big band. So no matter where I was, I was exposed to music, and as soon as they figured out I could sing, <laughs> they would sit me up on the piano, and I hung out with my aunts and uncles a lot of times and learned songs and sat at their feet and watched them play. So by the time I was probably 9 or 10, I begged to take guitar lessons, and my mother sent me to my uncle's. And about a year later, she figured out that I hadn't learned anything on guitar because all I did there was sing. I practiced with his band, and I learned all these songs, so I begged her to allow me to start a band. And a few friends of mine that were guitarists got together, and we started our little band and became professionals, started playing out for money. And so, Spirit Speak to Me, this is obviously not a song from that you wrote when you were 13. This is much more recent. Did you have that sense of spirit back then, or is that in retrospect that you identify that? I always had that sense. And I was raised in the Catholic Church, and there was just a lot of rules and regulations. And I, I have to say, I went to church seven days a week. You know, I, I went to Catholic school, so we went five days a week. And then Saturday, we had choir practice, and Sunday was church. And I would tell you that most of the time, I never, I didn't feel connected to God at church. I felt the rules. I was a very rebellious kid, and I felt the rules more than I felt God. It was in nature that I really connected with God with, and with people, my cousins and friends and family. And then later on in life, this song shows up because I had gotten very busy as an adult, very much the kind of person that would help everyone. And I was going through life raising my two children with my husband, homeschooling, singing, helping my parents who were ill. Um, I had a sister who was ill, lots of family and friends that were going through crisis. And I didn't slow down and stop. And that one day, I was doing dishes at my kitchen sink, and a beautiful red-tailed hawk came and landed and looked right at me. And I don't know if you've ever seen a red-tailed hawk up close, a big one, <laughs> but they're majestic. And it, it was unbelievably one of the most spiritual experiences of my life. I'll cry if I talk about it. It was amazing because this red-tailed hawk stared at me. It didn't move. And I knew that there was something about to come down. You know, it was kind of like it's a messenger, and I know that. And I, and I thought, you know, something's up. And I thought about the Red Hill Summit back home where our camp was. And I thought about all the red-tailed hawks that used to circle and come and sit in the trees when I would sit in my little spot and play. And I thought about how many times hawks showed up in my life at very big turning points or forks in the roads. And the very next day I collapsed with West Nile virus and took about a, almost an eight-year journey of illness and complications. And it was that hawk showing up, I think, that, that was kind of saying, hey, get ready for the ride. During that whole process of being sick, I had to relearn how I was looking at life, how I was living life, and, and know that I was out of balance, that I wasn't taking that time to go to the woods and really just be. And so I took that journey back to, okay, what do I need to do for myself? And so much of it is being in nature, being fed. And so the whole song is that whole journey of connecting with nature, finding myself somewhat disconnected and very busy, and then taking the journey back to see. 
get in that sacred spot, wherever it is, and let spirit speak to me. Up in the hills of Pennsylvania There's a sacred place I know Tucked away deep in the woodland Hidden neath the pine and oak All the moss grows like a carpet On the rocks along the creek I used to go and sit for hours And let spirit speak to me White-tailed deer would leave their thickets Come and drink the mountain stream The red-tailed hawk would always circle And then he'd perch high in the trees One day a black bear came wandering With wild berries on his mind And I wasn't even frightened My heart was open and I I was one with all creation I was filled with peace and love And everywhere I looked And now I wake up every morning To a busy, hectic life As a singer and a writer As a mother One day the red-tailed hawk came circling And he perched high in my tree Then he swooped down to my window And he looked right in at me And I knew spirits and a message And it was time for me to go Back to the hills of Pennsylvania To that sacred place I know Where I was one with all creation I was filled with peace and love And everywhere I looked I saw God 
house I heard God in the gentle breeze Remember my child, remember This love and this peace Take it with you when you song is Spirit Speak to Me. Our guest is Jody Soland, and that is from her CD by the same name, Spirit Speak to Me. When did that come out, Jody? It came out in 2012. So even though you're producing these songs all the time, you're not producing albums every day? Um, boy, I sure wish I had the money to do that. <laughs> I've done five CD projects so far, two of them full CDs, and then uh, three of them are mini CDs or specialty songs. But boy, I tell you, I have my sights on this year releasing at least one more, possibly two, maybe one with my husband, which would be amazing. He's my co-writer, and you know we do a lot of duos, so we, we are way overdue for a new CD. So you're a full-time musician, and he he just stays home and takes care of the house. What, how does he fit in with your music? Well, we met in Nashville, Tennessee, and he was the writer. Not me. He was the writer. I was the singer, and he played guitar and wrote and inspired me over and over to kind of have a voice, find a voice and write more. And we um, performed together for many years uh, full-time and then also had part-time jobs. When we decided it was time for us to have children, we knew that we wanted to be home, not on the road, not running all over. And so he chose to go into a full-time day job, and he works in the graphic arts company. So he joins me part-time. So he's the full-time breadwinner in his full-time job, but he also works quite a bit with me as a duo. So you're a songwriter now. You, you said he used to be the songwriter. He still writes songs, though, right? Oh, yes. I guess I should clarify that. What I meant by that was when we met, I had written a few songs, kind of fiddled around, nothing really focused, you know, nothing really. I just kind of dabbled around in it. He inspired me because he's an amazing songwriter. He inspired me to begin writing. And now we write a ton together. He continues to write amazing songs. We write separately. We write together. And he is also probably the best editor of my songs that I write alone. He will pick out one word that changes everything. So we continue to write and perform together. And he's, yes, still an amazing writer. 
I do want to mention to folks that they can find the album with the two of you on it, with both of your names on it, What the Heart Feels. They can find that on judysoland.com and uh, buy it also. But I think today you're just going to share songs from Spirit Speaks to Me. So why don't you share another one? Okay. Well, I think another one that would be great to focus on would be She Thought He Was Jesus. So you grew up Catholic, so Jesus Jesus loves you. I grew up Catholic also, by the way, so I definitely had the experience. Uh, did you sing Jesus Loves You, This I Know, when you were a little kid? You know, I probably did. I really don't remember that specific song, but I sure sang a whole lot of hymn songs growing up in the Catholic Church. So Jesus featured in that. Is that the same Jesus that this song is about? You know, this song is really about something that surprised me. I wrote this song, and it took me, oh, probably two years to figure out who this song was about. Generally, I'll write songs and get a real idea of, okay, this is what this is about, or this is who this is about. And sometimes I'll just use my imagination to make up characters or be inspired by watching people I don't know. But this particular song really intrigued me because I knew that it was about someone very important to me, yet I couldn't put my finger on it. This song is about a little girl who's an orphan, and the gardener comes to her one day and hands her a little child's Bible and says, Jesus loves you, and she thinks he's Jesus because she doesn't know any different. And it took me so long to realize, who would that be in my life? I wasn't an orphan, certainly with, you know, seven siblings. Where did this come from? Is this about me? And one day it just washed over me. I was sitting thinking about it, and I thought about my high school swim coach. And he was the man in this song. He wasn't a priest. He certainly wasn't Jesus. (laughs) But he walked the talk. He exemplified everything that I grew up feeling and thinking that Jesus is and was. And those were the qualities of kindness and compassion and understanding, and believing in me and everyone on the team. He was our biggest cheerleader. He was a father figure. He was a brother figure. I can't say enough about him. And I realized how much he had impacted my life because he was someone who really walked what Jesus taught us and was all those qualities. And I was the little girl. And in this song, they take this beautiful journey together where he teaches her to love and he believes in her and he listens to her fears. He urges her on to what she is to become. And in the end, and I don't want to give it away, in the end, she becomes everything she was meant to be. And then she comes back in this song to gift this gardener with something very important. So the whole song is about this beautiful dance they do that actually played out in my life as a high school swimmer with my coach. It also, I think, has played out many, many, many times over with anyone who has come into my life and encouraged me and gifted me with that belief in what I do and urged me on to my path. So it's about everyone in my life who's done that for me, but especially about Coach Bob Wright who I believe changed my life forever. And as you say in the song, She Thought He Was Jesus by Jody Soland. (laughs) (laughs) A little girl five years old forgotten and alone Calling the orphanage 
sweet and beautiful song by Jody Soland. She thought he was Jesus. That's from her latest CD, Spirit Speaks to Me. Her website, jodysoland.com. If you don't know how to spell any part of that, come via northernspiritradio.org where you find links to all of our guests. You'll also find eight and a half years of our programs for free listening and download at northernspiritradio.org. You've got links to our guests, more info about them. There's a place to leave comments, and we do love your comments. They help us make this communication two-way. So join us at nordenspiritradio.org. There's also a place to donate. That's how we produce the income to underwrite this program. You can also find an address if you want to mail it in that way. But I also want to encourage you to support your local community radio station, both with your time and your money. Take out your wallet and give them some help because they're bringing you a slice of news and music that you get nowhere else. So support your local community radio station. Again, Jody Soland is our guest here today for Song of the Soul. She's in Ohio, travels quite a bit to share her messages in workshops, in guided meditations. She writes songs for people on demand, which is, I think, an exceptional talent, Jody. I have to admit that sometimes I worry that if I... uh, prostitute myself. That's a horrible word to perhaps use for it. But I always have to look at, as part of my Quaker belief, I have to look at what I'm supporting and decide whether I can support it so that it can come from my heart, my soul, from my real calling in life. Have you had to turn down work because you said, no, I can't do this because that company supports uh, its Nestle and they support infant formula that they were doing for some years in the past? Have you had to turn people down? You know, I will say this. My prayer has been, my solemn prayer has been for many years that I would be attracted to clients and they would be attracted to me for a life mission. And I have, I have not had anyone come to me that I just feel like, "Eh, I don't know. When I was very young, I just sang. I sang everywhere at bars, you know, and, and in situations where I probably just consciously was not aware that that's something I would want to support. But in the last probably 25 or 30 years of my life, I certainly become very aware of where I want to head. And I find that I'm just kind of guided to the right clients or they're guided to me. For instance, I recently wrote the theme song for New Avenues to Independence. And they're an organization here in Cleveland, in the Cleveland area, and they help disabled people, whether it's finding them a group home or helping them to find employment or helping them find the services they need, which is exactly up my alley. I want to write and work with companies who make a difference in the world. I've written for Girls for the World, and that's an organization that was launched in India with a dream to help the women and girls in India who are really treated lower than the dogs there and help empower them and help them find a voice. I've written for the American Cancer Society, for the Relay for Life, and one of the songs we'll listen to today is from that. So I really feel that my intention was put out there, and it seems like the universe brings back the exact right and perfect situation for me. But I would certainly, if there was something that was given to me as a project, no matter what the money, no matter what it would look like to the outside world as success, if it didn't feel that it was something that I connected with and could stand behind and believe in, I absolutely would turn it down. I'd have to. You said that you perform in a number of churches. You were raised Catholic, so is it Catholic churches you get to go back and perform in now and deliver this message to? 
you know, I was raised Catholic and I sang lots of times in Catholic churches and for lots of weddings, but I found myself guided to the Unity Church. You know, I'm open to go anywhere, but it just seems like I'm pretty much in demand in that church home in Unity, also in Centers for Spiritual Living or Centers for Conscious Living, Unitarian churches. But um, I've also, you know, performed and, and given my talk at Lutheran churches. I have not really done a sermon in a Catholic church. I haven't even thought of, of asking. I guess I would just assume that um, priests lead their services. I don't know if they would be open to that. But I certainly would love to return to the Catholic church and give a sermon and song and a meditation there. I think you should check with the new pope. I think he's probably into the same thing you are. And I think he could probably give you a good recommendation of a local <laughs> church. Yeah, I think it would be great. And I think it's nice to come full circle and really tell my story of growing up Catholic and being honest about what I um, really connected with and what I didn't and that I learned that I could embrace it all and not judge any of it and know that, you know, all of us have our own path. And because I, you know, am a Unity member and I attend Unity Church and speak at Unity Church, it doesn't in any way mean that I devalue or judge anyone who chooses to stay in the Catholic Church. I think we all have our own path. And to me, there's one God, many paths. So you could be part of Islam also, just one God. Absolutely. In fact, many of the, whether I'm at a Unity Church or in a public place performing, it always cracks me up because messages in these songs transcend beliefs in general, transcend sexual orientation. It's just amazing. I may look out in an audience. My husband and I, for instance, performed at Nature Realm a few times in concert. And last year we looked out in the audience and it was very clear the wide variety of age groups, the wide variety of belief systems. People come out and make comments. And it's amazing that they'll say, well, geez, I'm you know, I'm Catholic and I really love this song and it's really interesting because it's more of a little bit more of an open belief here that you're speaking about. And this is a song we're probably going to talk about here in a minute in What Would Love Do Now. I never thought of that this way. I never thought of the message you're giving here in this song and I need to rethink some of the things I've judged or we had a couple come up one day that was Jewish and they asked me, you know, will you perform at a Jewish wedding? It's, you know, traditional but we also would like this song. So I, I really love that the messages and the songs that my husband and I are performing transcend a lot of belief systems and kind of unite. We're kind of bridge builders, I would say. Yeah. Who's got something negative to say about love? And if they do, I suppose they're not asking you to come to their service. But let's listen to that song, What Would Love Do Now? It's from Spirit Speaks to Me, Jody Solon's latest CD. She ago and gave him up to a better home now she i 
What Would Love Do Now from Spirit Speaks to Me by Jody Soland. Website jodysoland.com or come via nordenspiritradio.org. Another beautiful song. Jody, I mean, I haven't heard a clunker yet. There's just so many gems that seem to flow out. You said if you had enough money, you would perhaps produce a lot more because you've written the songs. Is there something else that keeps you from recording them? I mean, one of the things is time, of course. You have to consider your health. But are there other songs that maybe are just private or meant to be shared personally or for other reasons that you don't need to record? No, you know, I, before I became very sick, we were in a much better financial position. But quite honestly, it was years of me not only having West Nile and mono and being very sick, but I had many complications and then had two major surgeries because of everything and finally got back on my feet and was in a severe car accident. So it's a financial thing for Gary and I that we, you know, we're completely produced ourselves. We record everything on our own. We're not with any labels. So everything financially comes from us. And it takes quite a bit of financial um, access to be able to produce a really good quality CD. So we find ourselves in that position that we have to take it slow because we don't have the finances we used to have, that we have many, many medical bills. We have to consider that and our family above, you know, recording a new project. However, I am of the belief system that you can put out there into the universe and ask for what you want, and things show up. And this last CD absolutely was a labor of love from the beginning to the end. Many people had their hands in helping this project along and and making sure that it did get finished. And I vision that that's going to happen again. I see it coming together even though we may not see the finances at this point. I know that when it's time, the next one's coming. I wanted to backtrack to something. You grew up Catholic. You're a member at Unity right now. You travel amongst a lot of Unity churches. Was there something in between those two? Did you just flip from being Catholic to being a member of Unity? How did you get between those two lily pads? You know, I kind of had my own little belief system growing up, which very much aligned to Unity. So I kind of, in my mind, had already decided kind of what I believed. And I never really left the Catholic Church. I just left home when I was 17 and a half, almost 18 years old, graduated high school, moved to Nashville, Tennessee. And I was kind of on my own journey. And I visited some Baptist churches, and I visited Church of Christ, and I just kind of listened and took in what people were thinking. And when I met my husband, he was raised Lutheran, and I was raised Catholic, and neither one of us felt comfortable anymore in those churches. We just felt like there was something else. And we, by chance, was invited to a Unity Church Sunday service went there and it was an amazing experience and within 15 minutes of being in the church we looked at each other with tears in our eyes and said we're home for us it was a no-brainer unity was speaking to everything we felt both of us all of our lives and it was this idea that there is one God and that there is a loving God and that we are responsible for the actions we take to co-create our lives so to speak And so that God is there as a loving, guiding presence and that we are here to live this purpose, this powerful, positive purpose, and it spoke to us. And so I don't ever consider myself having really left the Catholic Church. I just consider myself having more aligned to the unity principles and what I believe in my life and still honoring my childhood, honoring the way I grew up and 
the experiences I had that taught me. Sounds like a rich journey, a rich homecoming. You know, I'm aware that the time is going to slip away from us too quickly, and I'd really like to talk more about your journey, but maybe the songs will share it too. So can you share with us another song now? Sure. I think we're going to Angels next. You grew up with angels. You had a guardian angel if you were Catholic. I don't know if other religions grow up teaching their kids that you've got a guardian angel watching over your shoulder. So what was your experience with angels growing up versus now? I was a very mystical child, and I'm a very mystical adult. I spent so much time in the woods and so much time on my own or with people who inspired me. And my aunt died right after childbirth, and she would come to me in dreams all the time as an angel. And she was actually a singer as well. She had her own little music room, and she played piano. I just loved her. And so she, I always felt, was like a guardian angel to me. And then later on in life, I lost my sister, Connie, and my niece, Anne, and my mom and dad, very close together. So I considered them my angels. And when this particular song came along, it was from a story a woman told me who was close to me at my church where she brought her husband to the hospital, and they were doing tests with him. He was an elderly gentleman, and they couldn't really find anything wrong, but she knew and he knew something was very wrong. The day they were going to discharge him from the hospital, the nurses were busy, so she went to go get the wheelchair. And when she came back into the room, he passed away. And she told me that it was very frightening for her, but at the same time it was so beautiful because he was laying there with his eyes open, and he had the most gorgeous blue eyes, and it looked like he could see angels. And when she told me the story, she asked me if I would sing for the funeral. And I fell asleep that night, and I dreamed about Jack. And I dreamed of him seeing angels open his eyes and letting go of this life and moving into his next journey and seeing angels. And that's where this song came from. Angels surround you. Angels to hold you. Songs of love that every angel sings. 
Jody Solon's CD, Spirit, Speak to Me. The song is Angels. Another beautiful song. You just have so many of them, Jody. The thing I wondered, it, the place that I've heard music that sings very much in this vein is the Threshold Choirs. Do you know what the Threshold Choirs are? It's a group of women, and there's different groups all around the U.S. and internationally, where they go to the bedside of someone who's preparing for the transition, who's on the threshold, and sing to them. This seems like one of those songs that needs to be sung at that place. Is that the kind of place that it would be sung? Yes, I actually go do that. I sing at uh, people's bedsides and at their funerals or memorial services all the time, and I write a lot of custom songs for that. And as well, I also go into Summa Rehab Hospital, and I go room to room, and I sit with a patient and just be fully present with them, listening, maybe asking them a question or two, and then I'm just guided to pull up a song that speaks to them. And it's always, you know, original songs that I write, and, you know, it may be a very poignant song, such as Angels, or it may be a very humorous song, such as a song I wrote called Hospital Gown, and it's, uh, Hospital Gown talks about, you know, your hospital gown being wide open in the back, and it's a humorous look at being in the hospital. But certainly, I have sung this song many times at the bedside of someone very ill or someone who is passing, as well as people that are recovering. They just seem to really connect with this song and love it. Again, folks want to get the CD, Spirit Speaks to Me. Those are words that work for me. I'm Quaker. I, I've attended some Unity churches, and so I have a, a good idea there. I think one of the reasons that I haven't run into you in Quaker circles is, since our worship is silence, out of which someone may or may not speak, we don't have a programmed time when we would put you in front. It's a kind of unfortunate. We quiet down and listen to the Spirit. When do you get your quiet time? Is it always at home, separate from other people? Does the idea of going into a room with a group of people and just being quiet, does that call to you? Oh, absolutely. You know, there's a myriad of ways I get quiet, and I lead a lot of Sunday services, and in my meditation, I give that quiet time for people to go in and find their own answers. I did a service, actually two services, Sunday at Unity of Westlake, and the talk was one of my most requested, which is, what would love do now? And when I give my talk, I weave songs through it, including the song, What Would Love Do Now? And then when I go into meditation, I do a guided meditation where I take everyone inward, and then I give them those moments or minutes to ask that question for themselves in, you know, in a situation they're in or maybe having a disagreement with someone. You know, ask Spirit to give you the answer. What would love do now? And then we sit in the silence and listen. And everyone gets their own, of course, unique answer. So that's one way I go into the silence. Again, I spend a lot of time in nature, a lot of time if I'm near the ocean walking, uh, swimming. I love to just go out in the ocean and many, many times in the silence by myself, swimming in the ocean, the dolphins will come. 
if I'm in nature, many times different animals will come. And in my own home, there's times if my children or husband are away, I choose to just sit by the fireplace or lay down, you know, take time to be very quiet and listen. I love my dog. I have a golden retriever, and he just is very intuitive. (laughs) And so many times I'll just sit with him. I think especially in our world today, we're missing that opportunity so much of the time to just be quiet and listen. There's just so much technology and so much coming at us, and especially the kids nowadays. That is probably the most important thing we can do for ourselves is just get quiet and listen. I'm all the way with you on that one. Unfortunately, the clock is ticked down. I've got time for one more song. How can we conclude your song of the soul, Jody? I'd love for you to play Let Go because it just talks about all those things that I think help me so much is let go of worry, let go of fear, dance to the music, your time is here, your soul is full of fire, come dance your heart's desire. So I would love to end the program with that and and just encourage everyone to just let go and, and let God. It's the right message for this show, certainly, Jody. Again, we've been speaking with Jody Soland. Her website, jodysoland.com. Follow the link from nordenspiritradio.org. Beautiful music, Jody. Beautiful message. And I thank you so much for joining me for Song of the Soul. Thank you so much. Love the show. And I look forward to listening more and supporting what you do because I love, these are the kind of stations that make a difference. And I love what you're doing. So thank you. You probably have guessed that we couldn't fit all of this interview with Jody into the broadcast, so look for some more gems from my visit with her by looking for the bonus excerpts on northernspiritradio.org, and please post a comment on the site when you visit. We finish our time with Jody Soland with her song, Let Go. See you next week for Song of the Soul. Let go, let go, won't you let go? Don't you hold on, you let go Let go, let go, won't you let go Don't you hold on, you let go Let go of worry, let go of fear Dance to the music Your time is here Your soul is full of fire Come dance your heart's desire Let go, let go Won't you let go Don't you hold on, you let go The future waits Live in the moment It's not too late Your soul is full of fire Come dance your heart's desire Let go, let go Won't you let go Don't you hold on You let go
Theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org. And I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can be happy Let in the light It will heal you And you can feel you And sing out a song of the soul